Alright folks, welcome to a bonus episode of Scarlet Fever. Grant Hansen, Martin Hers, Evan Dollinger, and Zeke Williams coming to you from the road. We're doing this in the hotel room a day after Nebraska Volleyball advanced to the championship game here in Columbus with a three sets to one victory over Pitt. And we just wanted to give you some of our thoughts, our general reactions ahead of Saturday's game, uh, the championship match against Wisconsin. So, uh, you know, we can start with you, Zeke, um, and then we'll go to Evan afterwards. This is, you guys are back on shooting volleyball for the first time in a while. You're our two photographers on this trip. Just what were some of your reactions from the floor level, stuff like that? Yeah, well, it, this was some of the most energetic volleyball I've ever seen, both on the court and from the um, fans, both during the Nebraska game and during the uh, Wisconsin-Louisville game, that was... Wisconsin-Louisville had a lot of energy in that uh, arena that I was not expecting to see in a semi-final game, I guess. And then Nebraska played... Well, the first set wasn't great. They uh, forgot how to pass it, like, for a while there. Um, but yeah, the second through fourth sets, they just... They played their hearts out. And Pittsburgh, too, they also played very well, all things considered. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, it was tight all the way through, especially towards the the end of the fourth set. I, like, was very, like, I was sort of coming to terms with the fact that, like, the game was going to go into a fifth set, but um, uh, Nebraska pulled through. They um, finished out the fourth set, and um, one takeaway I had from it was they blocked really, really well. They um, they had a really good, just, like, solid front up there, and they really, like, um, came through and just pounded it into pit. So, like, yeah, all the way through. Martin and I handled the writing duties on Thursday. Of course, we'll do the same on Saturday. And we also sat through the uh, Wisconsin and Louisville match, and that, that was really something special. I mean, there, were, there was some high-level volleyball uh, in both matches, on Thursday night, and you know, I th I think one of the things that struck me, and I, I can't remember if you were there, uh, Martin, for the press conference for Pitt's press conference afterwards, but that was that was something that was really really uh, striking to me. The and I, and I wish I remembered their names so I could tell you specifically um, who the players were, but the two players for Pitt who came out there and were able to speak after suffering a loss like that, uh, that that was really cool to see uh, because th that, that took a lot of strength for Juan to say some of the things that they were able to say afterwards and to hold it together emotionally. Uh, so I did want to express gratitude to them for, for sticking around and, and doing that because it's a hard thing to do. Right, and I was there for a bit of the Pitt press conference. I think one interesting that stood out, one of the players I think was Kayla Lund, Yes, she was yes. speaking about how the off how the pit offense essentially slowed down from the first set, and yes, the Nebraska blocked pretty well, all things considered. But one thing she says it wasn't the block that was disrupting as much as they just weren't able to pass properly, which I thought was a more interesting takeaway. Because mm. at first it sounds like oh, it was us, it wasn't like Nebraska's defense, but it's still partially Nebraska's defense forcing Pitt to pass awkwardly and all that. 
So I thought that was a really interesting takeaway. And the players were players are pretty well considering it was a one in the morning. Right. And I had to wait. God. The game didn't start till ten thirty. Ten thirty. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that was probably <laughs> the biggest well that was one, not the biggest, but that was definitely one of the things that like taken away from that is just like goodness, it was too late. It was way it was oh, way yeah. too late. Mm-hmm. I was Going into that fourth set, I, I I was mentally prepared for that fifth set, and I realized if we went to fifth, we wouldn't be getting out of that stadium until God, maybe near four a.m. Right, and I, I don't think I got to bed till four a.m. I think we didn't Give get to take, bed yeah. back here at four. Um, so that that was definitely one of the latest. Well, it's certainly the latest night working I think I've had. Uh, final stats for Pitt's offense. That, that was this was something that I thought was really interesting. Hit four eighty three in that first set, really controlled it. Uh, from the first serve, 17 kills, 29 swings, and then look at the way uh, the rest of the way, uh, 161 in the second set, and then 081 in the third, and they got back up to 250 in the fourth, and of course that fourth set was pretty close; it could have gone either way. But again, you know, Coach Cook thought, and he said it as much after the press conference that things could be a quick, it could be a quick night after that first set, and. You know, give Nebraska credit. They rallied really, really quickly and were able to turn things around uh, seemingly in a blink of an eye. Yeah, it was... I was fully expecting there for a while like this could be either a clean like clean 3-0 on pit or it could go 3-2 and either way. And yeah, that was... I think... I will say it. I think that was some of the best volleyball I've ever witnessed in my life. And I've been watching this team for... God, in your six, seven years now. Yeah. And, like, back to, like, the shift in the first, like, after the first set, I definitely, like, saw a very clear shift in how Nebraska was playing and how Nebraska, like, sort of carried themselves going into each play. Like, they, like, in the first set, they were kind of just, like, I would, I don't want to say sloppy because that's not at all what they were because they still played great volleyball, but, like, they were, like, there was a very clear, like, sharpness to their game, and they were just, like, more clear in what they were doing, and they were just they were just playing so much better in the second and, like, from there on out than they were in the first set. Right. And I was going to say, just something, I think, honestly, the first set was just Pip playing the offense at its peak. And when you have an offense moving that well, it doesn't matter how good your block is. If they're able to get all their passes right, right where they want it, over the middle, to their middles, like Serena... And those two, you just got to tip your hat sometimes. And now, once again, props to the Nebraska's block for doing all that. Yeah, Serena Gray finishes with 11 kills, uh, hit 474. Uh, but most of that production came in that first set. She was much quieter as the match went on. And Nebraska zoned in on here a little bit more. Lawrence Difference only set one time in that first set, got a kill on that single swing. She finished the night hitting 529, 9 kills, 17 attacks. They really did a better job of trying to find her as the match went on as well. Well, yeah, and honestly, it's a, it's a testament to the rest of Nebraska's offense that they were able to hang around despite this. Because I feel like, well, not just feel like, the couple, last couple seasons, when Stiverance isn't going, the rest of the offense just falters very fast. It's kind of not saying not dissing Hames or any of the hitters, but Severance has been that engine for the offense. And this year, they kind of decoupled that dependence on her because 
offense operates better. So I think so when Stiverin stepped up tonight and the others couldn't, it's kind of like trading back and forth. Kind of weird out. Kind of awkward. But the point is, is that Nebraska finally got what they needed from Stiverin's yesterday. One of the things I'm really interested to talk to her about, I think I'm planning on asking her, regardless of what happens, as we record this on Friday night, uh, what happens Saturday is if she can really find a way to put this last year of her life into words. Because as you look at the course of this whole year, it, it hasn't even been a year yet since Nebraska uh, had a match canceled in, against Maryland. Second match of the year. Actually, no, it was Northwestern. Yes. Second match of the year against Northwestern canceled due to COVID in that weird spring season that we had this year. Uh, all the way through to Lauren suffering her injury, then to Texas and falling to Texas uh, in the regional final in Omaha just a few months ago. Then you had the whole summer recovery for her and then making her return, playing against Michigan. And now, you know, we'll see what the outcome is on Saturday, but it is a chance to be one of the wildest year-long stories uh, that this team really has seen in this program's history. Yeah. I will say I'm not particularly thrilled about, you know, the Big Ten rematch that we're going to be watching tomorrow night. I was really hoping for... Nebraska Louisville because that would have been a fun game to see. But what are you guys' thoughts on playing Wisconsin for the third time this season? Yes, third yeah. time, third time. I think um, I think it brings up an interesting uh, dynamic for both schools because on Nebraska's side you have the chance to defeat this monstrous opponent that you haven't beaten since 2017 to win a national championship, and on Wisconsin side you have the chance to defeat this uh, like long time conference rival to win your first ever volleyball national championship so I think like either outcome of the game is going to be a very like very historic historic and emotional for both schools so yeah I think we're seeing for both sides also like there's that famous Ric Flair quote right to be the man you have to beat the man (laughs) and Nebraska (laughs) Nebraska hasn't been that team over the last three seasons. They can't beat Wisconsin. They haven't. But you can also view it as you were just saying, Wisconsin. It's not like they haven't won. They haven't won a national title in nearly like any major sport except hockey over the last two to three decades. So like for Wisconsin, it's like much more than just a volleyball national title because they're where we can talk about Nebraska sports struggling against Wisconsin all day. Well, this is really the ultimate stage to see if Wisconsin truly does, has owned Nebraska over the last since they joined the Big Ten in my eyes. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's interesting it would, be, it would be interesting to ask and again, you know I don't know if this question gets asked post-game if Nebraska loses uh, but you know, what, what would this team have preferred? Would they would they have preferred redemption against Louisville or redemption against Wisconsin? Because both would have been redemption arcs for this team. Mm-hmm. Louisville was the team that came into Lincoln before they had really received a lot of the national attention that they got over the course of the year and swept Nebraska on their home floor. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> excuse me, that was the game that 
on Monday, the Monday press conference following the match, Coach Cook said there was nothing positive to pull out of that film. And then he had to get out his barf bag, he, he joked about, uh, at the presser. So it would have been a chance for redemption, no matter who the opponent was for Nebraska. It's interesting here, though, that you kind of have this crescendo of opponents that has built into this moment here where first it was Texas, the team that knocked Nebraska out in the regional final a year ago. Then it's this up-and-coming pit squad. And now they have to beat this team that has stood in their way for the last four years or so. And in, in, in on a stage that's just about as big as it could possibly be, you know, I, I, the, the story in and of itself has organically become something that's really, really impressive um, and intriguing. I guess, Martin, you were at... The last time Nebraska played Wisconsin in this tournament, you were there, right? Yes. What are your takeaways on how this game will be different? How this game will be different? Well, when that game, that Mad Madison game back in December of 2019, which feels so long ago, one thing that stood out, actually, was that Nebraska held Dana Recchi pretty well in check that game. The two previous games of 2019, Recchi kind of picture spots. And against and Cook, I remember Cook after that game was talking about how they had a they had a great defensive game plan. Wisconsin was held below 200 hitting percentage, probably like one of the few times ever over the last like two to three seasons, if I recall. Don't have the stats right on me. But Nebraska, well, one thing that makes this game different is that Nebraska's offense and serving is much better this time than it was two years ago. Nebraska struggled a lot on the serve against Wisconsin. I think they had like triple the service errors to aces in the three matches they played against each other during that 2019 stretch. And this time, as we saw against Pitt and Texas, they're not beating themselves at the service line. So I think that's that's going to make the match much different. And the offense is better. They got two offensive threats over the middle. And Caffey and Stiverens. Schorschenbach was great on defense. But offensively, she wasn't a notable threat, to be honest. And that's why I think it's going to be different. They got two notable threats over the middle. And the serving is much, much better from that 2019 triple sweep. Yeah, that path for victory for Nebraska, I think, is really similar to basically everything they've done so far, right? It's it's serve well and pass well. And, you know, I think for a lot of teams, oddly enough, the blueprint for Nebraska is not really that unique to success uh, for volleyball in general, right? Uh, it's not like this team is going to run the football as opposed to passing the football. or They're going to run a blitz-heavy defense as opposed to you know, to more to a more conservative look, it's pretty simple. If they can get the opponent out of system as much as possible with their serving uh, and with their attacks, and if they can stay in system, Nebraska can as much as possible with what they can do on the defensive end, then they're going to win. Uh, and that's pretty true, I think, of volleyball in general. Nebraska's just done those things really, really well. And so, again, the opportunity at the service line is certainly there 
and then you can see maybe Wisconsin gives you some gifts. 14 service errors for the Badgers against the Cardinals on Thursday night. That probably won't happen to that degree again, Mm -hmm. but there's certainly an opportunity there for Nebraska to get some free points out of that, and then we'll see what happens. You know, it's it's been the serves of Akana, uh, of Rodriguez, and others. Um, in fact, it was Cubic. It was Cubic on on Thursday night with three service aces, which was a career high for her in a match, that lifted Nebraska to victory there. So again, that that's where it comes down to. It comes down to what it has all year for Nebraska: serve and pass. I guess we could wrap this up with predictions for tomorrow night. What are we thinking? Yeah, this is a tough one to call. Yeah, it really is. Um, I could see the match going either way. Um, this is very much a different vibe than the previous two matches that they've had this season alone. But um, it, yeah, it could go either way in my mind. If the match doesn't go to five sets, I will be surprised. Um, but, uh, I do think Wisconsin pulls through. I hate to say it, uh, Wisconsin has, just from the Louisville game alone, showed so much power and just, like, poise in the match to just, like, really pull through and, like, carry through the game. So I think Wisconsin has this match. Yeah, it's, I I think I agree with Evan that it's, we're probably looking at five sets. Um, the question for me comes down in a lot of ways to confidence. And, and both teams have to have a ton of confidence in me. I mean, the Badgers literally just took down an undefeated number one team in the country. I mean, and that's really been the knock on them for many years is they can win in the regular season, but somewhere along the line before the championship game in the, in the tournament, they always get tripped up. Well, they're here now, and so they have to be playing with a ton of confidence. I think on the other side for Nebraska, you there is like a, a, a true sense of confidence that I think kind of rival, certainly rivals what Wisconsin has. I think on the football side in, in years past, there's been a lot of talk of playing uh, with no fear of failure, and that hasn't always been true on the football field. Here for this team, at this point in the season, that is how they're playing. And that was fully on display against Pitt. Even after dropping the first set, they didn't tighten up. They just went out there and played. I think they get it done this time. I think they get it done in five sets. It's hard to beat a team twice. It's even harder to beat a team three times. And I think Nebraska wins national title number six on Saturday. I keep bouncing back because I'm in the same boat. It's going to go your tightly contested four or easily five. One thing that helps Wisconsin is that they have, well, as, as you said, 14 service errors. But once those errors stopped coming against Louisville, which was the fifth set, Wisconsin just kind of ran away with that, with that ultimate final set of the match. But at the same time, Nebraska's back row has stepped up tremendously over this tournament. We saw against Texas. They struggled a bit at first against Pitt, and once they picked up, life was much easier. And one thing I trust Cook is always a great defensive game plan. We saw I saw that against Wisconsin two years ago in Madison. In the regular season, Wisconsin hit over 300 twice against Nebraska. That never happens. 
So the third time it didn't happen, obviously. I it's tough for me to say. I like it's hard to bet against Cook, especially the national title on the line. But I think I'm gonna go Wisconsin in five. They have their middles are just a little more impressive to me than Nebraska's. Stiverance and Caffrey are pretty good. But Recky and the rise of Smrek and Smrek over the last month. How do you stop the six eight and six nine middle blocker? Right. We'll see. Yeah, we have a perfect two two split on this. I'm saying Nebraska in five. Uh, in our great our glory, I think that uh, that good old Nebraska statement there will ride true tomorrow night against Wisconsin. I still have that T shirt. I think uh, <laughs> I think Cook and the team have something to prove, and I think they're going to show what they're made of. They've certainly played like it in the last few uh, few matches, and so we'll see if Nebraska gets it done or if Wisconsin wins their first national title. We'll have plenty of photos from Zeke and Evan out uh, at the championship game Saturday night. And Martin and I will have your written coverage as well. That's going to do it for us here on Scarlet Fever. Thank you so much for joining us on this bonus episode.